If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rich and I may be new at podcasting, but our podcast partner is not. We use anchor.fm to host and distribute the Athletic Obscura podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way we have found to make and distribute a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's totally free, which is a huge selling point for us. Second, there are a ton of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. No additional software needed and no complex programs to learn. Once you've recorded your podcast, Anchor will distribute it for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. One of the coolest things is that you can actually make money from your podcast right away. No need to wait to grow your audience as there are no minimum listener requirements to be met, which helps you when you're just starting out. Anchor has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the premiere of Athletic Obscura, the podcast that is the home of the weird, strange, and unknown in sports. My name is Seth Mormon. Across the table from me is my good friend, Richard Manning. Hi, Seth. Uh, yeah, I'm Rich Manning. Uh, I am a bit of a sports geek. Which I am is, too. Which is why we're kind of doing this. Uh, I'm excited to share a bit of my love of the weird side of sports with y'all. Absolutely. Well, Rich, the two of us have been thinking about this podcast for, uh, gosh, a long time. Even right? before podcasts existed. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and maybe in reality, we've been doing this podcast for an audience of, what, two? For two. a long time. Yeah. And every once in a while, we managed to get someone sucked into the vortex that's our combined sports brain. Um, and uh, as long as that's not our wives, I think we're usually okay. Yeah. I mean... People uh, are tend to be kind of fascinated for several minutes. For several minutes, yes. yes. And then we go for hours. Yes. So that's good. Well, Rich, how long have we known each other? We've known each other for 30 years. Our friendship is older than the Panthers. Uh, which ones? Yes. Carolina and Florida. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so over 30 years. So we go pretty far back. Um, it doesn't seem like it goes um, that far back. Well, anyways... I know people have talked to both of us a lot about doing a show. You should do a radio show. You guys should do, you know, sports talk, whatever you guys should do. And, and it just wasn't in the cards. But when did you guys, or when did you first hear that that two of us needed to do a show together? Oh, I've been hearing, uh, to your point, I've been hearing about 
being involved in sports uh, media for some time because back in college I was the sports editor for the newspaper and I had all a lot of friends just tell me, oh, you need to write about sports. You need to be a sports writer. And I knew I didn't want to do that. Sure. Uh, but I always felt it would be kind of fun to just uh, talk about sports or do something like that. And I know you and I um, always did this. Uh, so I always thought, well, hey, if I was going to do something like uh, talk about sports or do something in that nature, that I would want somebody to bounce ideas off with. And whenever you and I were in the same room or a party or sure. whatever, uh, the conversation would always end up turning to sports. Every time. Every time. And back then, you know, 30 years ago, it was, you know, hey, did you see the game? And kind yep. of explore that. Uh, as our friendship evolved and grew, it wound up being a little nerdier of a conversation. Mm-hmm. We would start talking about all this minutia and all this weird stuff. And uh, that's about when I started to think, it's like, hey, it would be fun to do a radio show or something where you and I would share this weird, wacky obsession that we have with uh, weird stuff. And, and who knows? Maybe we'll get a couple more people on along for the ride. And technology yeah. has caught up with us, Richard. I know. It's, it's pretty phen- phenomenal. Yeah, we don't have to be employed by a radio station. We just had to uh, get some podcast equipment. You know, I, I, people have been talking to me about doing this for a long time. I do remember a particular moment, though. We're sitting in a little beachfront casita just north of Puerto Nuevo in Baja, and we were chatting sports mm-hmm. like we do and there's a whole bunch of our college friends with us there and someone said that you guys should have your own radio show you know that was way before podcasting and and it took a while but uh but eventually uh, we did it and you know people even uh, loved having our conversations i think we talked about um can you name all of the summer olympic cities going backwards that's exactly what we did and if i remember we ran the table i think we did all the way to 1896 yeah i Athens. think i think we could do almost all the winter ones we can get we can get pretty close we kind of stumbled in like 56 52 yeah. or something like that yeah, yeah exactly i think we made it all the way back to squaw valley Squaw Valley, and before that got a little bit i uh, think innsbruck in 56 right uh well somebody will catch us on that but yeah, yeah i think well, that's just about right yeah that was and that was the same night that you and i sat and watched uh the last game uh, ever at Maple Leaf Gardens because they were That's broadcasting right. it back in ESPN. That's right. They were playing Chicago, and uh, I remember one of our college friends turned the game off with like 30 seconds left, and we just Amateur. read him the riot act. Amateur. He deserved every spit of our scorn. Right, so, right. So, yeah. Well, and we're definitely stuck with each other now because literally every time we get together, we talk about sports. It's yeah. just kind of a, a, a given. And we want to invite you guys into our conversation about some of the weird, strange, and unknown, or perhaps just forgotten, because Richard and I probably remembered that, the stories in the sports world. Thinking of memories, Richard, what are some of your earliest memories of sports? Uh, the earliest one that I have is Game 2 of the 1977 World Series. Sure, I, I was uh, I was five years old, and I remember specifically uh, the matchup in the ninth inning between Bob Welch and Reggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. Bob Welch struck Reggie Jackson out, and Reggie Jackson was not too happy about that. And I remember my mom specifically because she hated the Yankees and she <laughs> hated Reggie Jackson, just like yelling at what a yelling at the TV about how poor of a sport he was for like storming off 
after getting struck out. Uh, of course, Jackson had his revenge because that was the same year that he had the game where he hit three home runs. Yep, on three pitches. On three pitches, on yep. three different pitchers. Right. Can you name the pitchers? No. not I can't even name one of them. Elias Sosa, Charlie Huff, and I can't remember the third one. Well, two out of three is better than zero out of yep. three that I got. Yeah. So anyway, so that's that was my earliest memory. What about you? You know, I can think of two in particular. The first one is I have a just a vague, fleeting memory. I must have been four years old, I'm guessing, and I was in St. Louis um, visiting my grandparents, and we went to a St. Louis Cardinals game at Bush Stadium 2. Not the new one and not the old one, but the, the middle one, because the, there's three stadiums named Bush Stadium. And I don't remember much about the game. I do remember we were sitting on the third base side in the upper deck. It was really hot and humid because, of course, it's St. Louis, Louis, right? And the only other thing I remember is that the Cardinals were playing a team wearing brown. That had to be the Padres. Had to be. There's no other National League team in brown. So I think about that. And then the other sports memory that just really got me connected to sports was um, we're living in Arizona. I was probably six years old or so, and we went to the local five and dime uh, called Gambles, and I got a full-on football uniform. Like it was helmet, shoulder pads, knee pads, the whole thing. It was a red jersey and white uh, pants. I'll show you a picture sometime. It's pretty pretty great. Um, But I, and the one thing I remember is that there's a picture of Bob Greasy on the box. All right. Bob Greasy, the Dolphins quarterback. I don't know why he was on there because it wasn't Dolphins colors or anything like that. It wasn't even his college colors because he played at Purdue, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was not anything connected there. Anyways, uh, I wore that thing until it was like rags and it was just tattered. It was just fantastic. I even remember we moved to the Los Angeles uh, area when I was about seven or eight, and I took a, a marker and I tried to make ram's horns on the side of the helmet <laughs> and failed miserably. It was a terrible attempt at trying to do a sports logo. So, that so is, remind uh, me to never invite you on our, on my Pictionary team. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's stick figures is about all you're going to get um, <laughs> from me. Um, you know, there's a lot of places where kind of our brains overlap, Rich, and yep. we have kind of mental encyclopedias, but we do have some pretty unique sets of data that we bring to the table. Yeah, I am kind of a uniform and stadium junkie. I love the idea of athletic aesthetics. I didn't come up with that phrase. Somebody else did. Uh, and that goes with how the events look and how they feel. I love also, and this is a weird niche for me, kind of the transient nature in sports, uh-huh. you know, where sports teams have moved from city to city and kind of right. that history. And do they take their history? Do they not take their history? Do they change their name? Do they not change their name? And in fact, we've been doing a little bit of research. That's going to be an episode that's coming up in a little bit. I love that whole thing. I also, uh, I love uh, the Olympics. I love NHL hockey. Mm -hmm. I was an early adopter of NHL hockey, and all my friends when I was young thought I was crazy, um, you know, because they all watched, you know, football and basketball and baseball, and I loved hockey, and and, uh, it was kind of strange. So I go back, L.A. Kings fan, way back to the 70s. So um, that's for me. And and baseball, big Angels fan. I remember the very first Angel game I went to. Mm -hmm. I was about seven years old. They were playing uh, the, the Baltimore Orioles, and Disco Dan Ford caught a home run, but 
flipped over the little wall in the corner. Yeah. It was a Sunday game. I remember it. He popped back up, and his hair, which was barely contained in his hat, just poof, popped out everywhere. That was <laughs> fantastic. Um, so, uh, but I, you know, I follow all the other big sports, um, uh, Premier League. Um, I call it a big sport. It's a big sport in the world. Oh, it um, is, yeah. Premier League, uh, NFL football. I don't really follow basketball very much, um, but you know, I do follow the Canadian Football League. You know, okay. in, in fact, I've been that's, to three CFL games live, which is pretty fantastic. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty good uh, for me. So, but yeah, basketball has never been uh, a big thing uh, today. But I know we can save that for a future episode. Rich, yep. what about you? What what what's got? What do you got? Well, um, first of all, baseball and football has been embedded in my DNA just because uh, my dad played a semi-pro ball back in the 50s, oh, yeah. and he was scouted by the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, so he was good. And so, yeah, grew up big uh, baseball fan, uh, yeah, and uh, I grew up being an Angels fan. Uh, my dad, who had been a fan of the Philadelphia Athletics, still oh, loves sure. the A's and uh, stuff, and then... Uh, Big time a football family too. My mom grew up in Western Pennsylvania, which meant we were a Steeler household growing up. The Stillers, the Stillers, yeah. And that's back in the day when I, I became conscious of sports. That was the team of Bradshaw and Harris and Swan and Stallworth and Lambert and Ham and all these Hall of. They famers. had a little bit of a run. Yeah, four Super Bowls in six years. Yep. That this is a little bit of a run. Yeah, so. Grew up uh, with that, uh, but then I became randomly, I think kind of just like you did, a huge NHL hockey fan uh, back with you know, the uh, Miracle on Ice and yep. then the Miracle on Manchester. If, yep. you're, uh, if you know anything about L.A. Kings history, that's one of the big, most insane comebacks ever. And then I was hooked by then, and yep. I was the same thing. I was the one guy that could – I, I might have been the only kid that knew who Mike Bossy was in right. Southern California, you know, just – uh, but yeah, I mean, I watched so much hockey. I probably have uh, could probably apply for a dual Canadian citizenship. I think you probably could. Yeah, uh, eh? and uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't watch a whole lot of basketball these days either. But uh, I follow it up to know what's happening. Uh, and actually, the sport I think is kind of improved, and the 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 NBA uh, product has improved uh, dramatically in the last four or five years. Um, and then some of the weird stuff that I dig, I mean, I love sports history because it gives uh, such a unique way to explore historical context because of, there's oftentimes where a sporting event could be a cultural touchstone that mm-hmm. enables you to explore what else is happening around that. I mean, absolutely. the big one is Jackie Robinson, of course, sure. but then there's so many other ones, and I think that gives... Uh, if you look at it that way, that gives a deeper meaning as to why we care about sports as much as we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, yeah, you and I have seen some CFL together, but uh, I'll watch curling when when the Winter Olympics aren't happening. I know <laughs> it gets popular when the Olympics are on. Exactly. And another sport that gets popular uh, during the Summer Olympics is team handball. Yeah, you're, you're not talking about the playground sport. No, not the playground sport in elementary school. This is the one that it's like a combination of – basketball and soccer and hockey and it's just crazy it's fascinating and i would really love to see a team handball league show up in the u.s a professional team handball league before i die that'd be great Uh, i'd get season tickets yeah me too Uh, i think well the olympics are coming in 2028 so i think you and i've already talked about that's the event we're seeing absolutely it's going to be here locally yeah um and then 
you know, would it kill somebody to bring back the wide world of sports? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Love the wide world of sports. That I mean, great. I think about all the obscure sports that they would show, and that's right up our alley. If you like the wide world of sports, these are some of the things that we're going to be talking about. I mean, it's all about motorcycles on ice, right? Right. Al Michaels talking about motorcycles yeah. on ice. Yep. Uh, as you can see, obviously, we got uh, quite the eclectic mix of interests and expertise here between the two of us. I think that's going to lend itself to some fun conversations, right? So I'm looking forward I to it. I think so, too. Yeah. Before we close out this little teaser episode, let me ask you one more question. Sure. What are you for looking it. forward to most? Learning about things that I didn't know about, and that actually includes stuff that I thought I knew about but was wrong. I sure. mean, we're, we've already started doing some uh, research on some of the stuff uh, that we're going to be talking in the first few episodes, and there are just things that I had no idea about uh, that I thought, oh, this is the way it happened, but then I dig a little bit deeper. I'm like, that didn't happen that way at all, and sure. the way it actually happened was way more fascinating than what I had in my head already. So that's really the kind of stuff that I'm looking forward to sharing with you, the listener, just there's such a wealth of fascinating stuff that happens in sports that tends to get lost over time. Yeah, I mean, part of that is recency bias because it's mm-hmm. so easy to just think of what's you know happened in the last few years, but also mortality. I mean, not to sound too morbid or anything, but a lot of these stories uh, pass when a generation uh, passes away. And so that's kind of the stuff that we want to do is we kind of want to go back deep into those stories because sometimes they're just weird, but some of them are rather serious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and those are stories we're sharing, recording, and preserving. So Absolutely. Yeah, so what about you, Seth? What are you looking forward to? You know, some of the same things you were saying there, Rich. Uh, looking forward to having some of our conversations, uh, putting them down on tape, uh, vinyl, dat, 8-track, whatever we're Cassette. using. Cassette. Yeah, whatever. Acetate. Whatever we got going Transcripts on. Transcripts on microfiche. Of course, that'd be yeah. fantastic. But I'm also excited to learn some new things, to share some of the things that I love with the listeners as well. Um, episode one, we hope to have out in just a couple of weeks. We're uh, frantically working on uh, probably about four or five episodes right now at the same time. Yeah. Um, but um, we're looking forward to um, recording those probably about once a month or so. If you do have a topic idea for us, Um, or you want to just chat with us, whether you agree or disagree, um, you can send us an email. We set up an email, and it's athleticobscura at gmail.com. If you have no idea how to spell athletic or obscura, I put a link in the show notes that you can take a look at that. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast on your uh, podcast platform of choice. Please rate and comment. We would uh, greatly appreciate it. That helps us out a lot. Also, Rich, we're looking for sponsors, right? Oh, yeah, we absolutely are. If you are interested in sponsoring the show, uh, send us an email. Again, athleticobscura at gmail.com. Uh, and um, I, yeah. we were looking forward to having some, some people join us in this uh, journey, right? Yeah, that would be great. And, yeah, sponsorship, that would be awesome. That would help us out a lot. So. Got it. Rich, any final thoughts? Yeah, I hope that you really like what you hear just because uh, – the reason we want to do this is just because this this weird stuff is so much fun to share, and we just want to share it with as many people as we can. And if you like what you hear, please feel free to share it with your friends. If you don't, well, um, just p- please feel free to share it with your enemies. <laughs> share it with somebody. Or at least people that annoy you. Right. We you don't know, care. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we do look forward to having some fun doing what we do anyway. Um, this time we're going to be recording with the mics on. And so we will be seeing you all soon for episode one of Athletic Obscura. Until then, we'll see you later. Bye.
wild. Are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. 